everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by Jared Dad. Hi. How's it going, Jared Dad? Yeah, it's going okay. It's going as it goes. A lot going on. Well, we released a bonus podcast this week, which means we have deprived ourselves of content for the regular podcast. This week. <laughs> <laughs> we do have stuff yeah. to talk about. Though. Let's keep expectations low, and we may exceed them. Look at that. That's excitement. Swizzle just barked. Hi, Swizz. Uh, cocktail of the week this week. Yesterday we had the strawberry mint sparkler, which is pretty good. First, they've got a lot of strawberries at our grocery store right now, so it's some strawberries and then some mint. We have a mint plant, a little bit of lime juice, and you smush that all up with some simple syrup, throw in some vodka and some club soda. It was very refreshing. Is there a name for vodka and strawberry drink? Like there's the no. screwdriver, there's the there's something for grapefruit too. I don't know. Vodka and grapefruit. I'm not a big vodka drinker. Maybe it's called vodka grapefruit. I think it's called the Greyhound. Oh. Okay. Did you just make that up? I don't think so, but it's <laughs> always a possibility. That is true. Uh, yes. Anyway, <laughs> we didn't have any grapefruits yesterday. We just had strawberries and mints with vodka and club soda, and it was very refreshing. Yes, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't taste like alcohol, which is always the danger. Vodka. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's... An introductory drug. <laughs> so, is that guac again? No, I think it's a tiger. Oh, yeah. We've been watching that tiger show on Netflix. We finished it tonight, so. Yes, guac Could, could you smoosh whatever it is in his face? Touching it with his nose. Just smoosh it into his face. All right. A, he's, it's his binky. Oh, my he God. He has a, a love-hate, love-growl relationship with his binky. It's, it is not one of my favorite habits of his. <sighs> All right. Dog updates. Guac is still growling and shit. Swizz, it's interesting. Like, you know, we have brought in, we brought in Guac and Chief Brody so much back to back um, that Swizz was like, she had adapted well to being here with Queso and Jasmine. Yeah. And yeah. Her, her calmness has definitely been disrupted by the introduction of the new boys. Uh, she's not unhappy but she's less mellow. She's barking a lot more. She barks at dinner now, like when we eat. She begs barks, yeah. She barks and barks and barks to get us to give her food. Will you stop that? We're podcasting. What are you doing? This is very professional. Oh, my God. Uh, hang on. All right. So, uh, took care of guac for now. <laughs> so, yeah, Swizz, uh, I mean, she always was more of a barker than the other dogs, but she just stands there and barks at us. And it's a sort of frantic nervous barking like she wants the food but i tried putting her like in the bathroom while we ate a couple days ago because it's just she just does it constantly and like the proper training is to ignore it and then she'll learn she doesn't get anything and then she just barked the whole time in the bathroom she pulled like the, my robe out of the wall she was standing the on the counter uh well no she wasn't she was just reaching up at stuff she's just clawing at the door yeah, yeah. um yeah, so this, you know, I'm sure is anxieties from her previous life of starvation, but it's not a thing that she was doing before. I mean, she was a beggar, but she wasn't like this, and I, I'm sure it's just because, like, everything is, like, disruptive and a little chaotic. A little unsettled, maybe, yeah. Yeah, uh, not that, I mean, actually, Guac is very mellow at mealtime. Like, he doesn't really, he'll stand there and, like, look at you but he's very gentle with food he's not frantic about it at all yeah when he finishes his dinner outside he just kind of stands there and looks yeah he doesn't make any moves or 
whine or bark or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. he's a mellow dog overall. Yeah. And uh, Chief Brody, you know, he's he's actually a lot like Queso in terms of his begging. Like, he comes out and he's got that perky face. <laughs> he doesn't, he's not crazy. Um, so anyway, that's Swizz. Uh, guac is kind of guacking the same. Uh, <laughs> International Waffle Day was this week, so Chief Brody got his first waffle. He's allergic to eggs, so I adapted the recipe so it didn't have any eggs in it. And I was like, all right, Chief Brody, time for your first waffle. And he's like, ow! And he like, got my hand in his mouth. And then we went for bonus waffles, and he chomped me really hard, like left a little dent in my finger. It's totally surprising because... I've given him treats, right? He gets his little his little dehydrated protein treats, and he's very gentle and he's very yeah. sort of respectful. He clearly likes the treats; he's not forcing it down. But that's uncharacteristic. I could see yeah. why you were surprised. And he got me twice, so you know he didn't break the skin or bite me or anything. He just took a very big chomp, and my finger was there with the waffle. So we we're gonna have to teach him some calmness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like. Not that this is surprising. We are officially submitting the paperwork tomorrow. I got to put it out in the mailbox to adopt him. The rescue group sent me like the reminder for his vet visit. And I'm like, it's been two weeks. Can I just adopt this angel, please? <laughs> like, I'll just send you the paperwork. I actually haven't sent Guac's paperwork either. I had filled it out when I was home in Maryland, like the you know first week of March. See, you and... can still give him back. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Shit went down <laughs> and uh, I forgot to send it. So anyway, uh, not that there was ever any question because we took him because we wanted to adopt him, but uh, Chief Brody's officially staying. So once that all goes through, there will be no fosters left in the house. Everyone will be official permanent members. He's a big snuggly buddy. He's great though. I mean, he's a very good snuggler, right? He cuddles up, he licks the face. He's not the best bed sleeper. Because he, he snuggles instead of sleeping. Yeah. He, he'll he lick the face, he changes positions a lot. He grumbles. And also like Guac and uh, Guac's a great bed sleeper. Yeah, he'll just pass out. He's really mellow. He lays there all night. He snuggles it in. Like he's really good about it. Um, he and Chief Brody and GR Dad fit fine in the bed. Then there's you. If I come to bed, there's no room for me. And so then we try to reposition and we can fit it where there's Guac and Chief Brody kind of lined up in the middle and then we each get a side, but then Brody moves around and he does eventually get down, but it's always kind of a relief when he gets down. Guac can stay up there all night and he's not a problem. Yeah. He kind of disappears in, yep. in the bed. Yeah. Uh, since Monday, Ving and Hops are the same. So there you go. Those are our dog updates. Taste of the keys. All right. So I was trying to pull up the, uh, Monroe County Sheriff's blog page. They, they have a Twitter account. And so I go to their Twitter account and they're like, oh, you know, we want people to help with this thing. And they link to, I click the link, some weird religious place imploring me to end of times end of times look at the bible and it's because they put a typo so it's supposed to be floridakeysheriff.blogspot.com and they did blog pot and so <laughs> who knew that would be a live web address blog pot blog pot skeptic goes to extremes to see if the bible is true he's no longer laughing god's world reveals what lies ahead with 100 percent accuracy goodness gracious we're gonna close that mother down and Sheriff. go to the correct Guys. link Sorry, you meant Blogspot. Surely you meant Blogspot. They did. They did. Okay, so here's the good story from the Florida Keys Sheriff. Mariners asked to report whale and calf sightings. 
Wildlife officials received reports approximately 48 hours ago, so this is Tuesday of this week, of a roughly 43-foot right whale and her calf in shallow water, perhaps as shallow as 14 feet, near Conk Key off Long Key Bridge on the Bayside. Dudes. The sheriff's office asks anyone who sees the two whales to please call our wildlife partners with the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. The public can also call the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. They've been asked to help spread the message, particularly to the boating public, and to be aware of the whales in the area. Can you imagine? Like, we don't have... The Jerry Dad jokes sometimes. We go out in the kayak. He's like, maybe I'll see a whale. Yeah. And it's like, dude, this water is so shallow. You're not... <laughs> There's no whales. <laughs> There's nothing in here. Can you imagine going out? I mean, the biggest thing we see here is like a decent-sized shark, right? That's like yeah. if you're out in the Our, our canoes are what, like 10 feet long? The kayaks? Kayaks. This, this would be maybe. four times that. I mean, if if you were to see like a a big shark. Oh, my God. Like an eight-foot shark, you'd be like, man, that I'd thing is freak out. massive. If you see a manatee, like a 15-foot manatee, you're like, that's the biggest thing. Can you imagine being out there and seeing a 43-foot whale? <laughs> it would be absurd. Like, I mean, I know there are big whales in the ocean and people see them, but down here... It's like, knee-deep, most of I mean, most of the water is hip-deep. Yeah. It's crazy. That's Awesome. Although we did see dolphins here in like that really in shallow water. Bay. Yeah, yeah. They but not a 43-foot whale. Not 43 yet. feet. I mean, not up and down, right? It's long. <laughs> <laughs> not a circle. <laughs> I mean, it depends which way it's pointing. If it stands on its tail, then maybe it's 43 feet tall. Jumps. Maybe he's got, yeah, maybe he's 43 feet and a circle. <laughs> Just a sphere. A sphere. That's the diameter. <laughs> a sphere of whale. Oh, my God. Poor All whale. right, so that was pretty good. Um, we also did get... I'm waiting for updates on that because if they find that whale, that'd be awesome. I'd like video. We will continue to monitor yep. for the whale. Yep. Uh, we also did get yesterday on Wednesday, man cited for harvesting undersized lobster. 46-year-old Isla Morata, Florida man was given a mandatory notice to appear in court for... Harvesting four undersized lobsters on Tuesday. There's a lot of rogue lobstering going on here, I think. They were on routine water patrol. See, all the fishing bridges are closed now. Like, every bridge in the Keys, or most of the bridges, people fish off the side of the bridge. Right. is really common. Those are all closed. And so, all of the fish and fish wildlife, and wildlife guys, guys, they don't have to check the bridges anymore. Yeah. They're out checking the dudes. So, uh, near mile marker 77, so that's up in Isla Mirada. The Fish and Wildlife guy saw a male and female swimming near a rental boat with a diver down flag, which you do see a lot. You'll see a little. Uh, The male had a net and a tickle stick in his hand. That's just a little... uh, It's a poking thing? It's kind of like a big, long dowel rod. Yeah, and you jam it into holes where the lobsters are to get them to come out. Tickle stick? What a euphemism. You're poking at that poor thing. (laughs) Uh, Deputy Sanchez asked if they caught any lobster, and the man answered that they had. They pointed to the boat. The deputy found seven lobsters on the boat. Four were undersized and returned to the water alive. Way to go, lobsters. That's good. Lobsters can live like a week out of the water. The lobster carapace must be larger than three inches and measured in the water. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Lobster season runs August 6th to March 31st. Dear Dad, this is good news for you. Wait, August 6th to March 31st? It's almost done. That'd be great. So there's a, so our house 
you guys all know that like we have a beach that looks out on the water. Let me just say, we have a front yard. We have a fence around the front yard. It's our front yard. We have <laughs> lawn and, you know, it There's some palm tree, fulfills coconuts. all my old man instincts of that's my front yard and keep the kids off the front yard. Yeah. Our backyard, unfortunately, is the freaking ocean. It's the ocean. <laughs> and it's I'm having real conflict. So, so yeah, we've got our little beach where you see Hopper all the time. Yep. And then there's the water. And we're actually, it's sort of like a, it's kind of like a bay. I mean, the keys are all kind of broken up chains of things. Um, but it's there's kind of a big round area. You can't get out to the ocean from in there. Um, but there's a, a sort of shallow, a yep. very large shallow, shallow part. Expanse. Yep. It's about a three miles across. Uh, and so Jared Head calls that our backyard. It's just the ocean. It feels like our backyard. <laughs> so it's a lot of other people's backyard too. <sighs> and so there's some people who put their lobster pots out there with their buoys and then they come check them every day. And Jared Dad always like, whenever he sees them, he's like, damn, these people, we got in our kayak. My lobsters. He rams their buoys with his kayak. Which, which does just, nothing. It just moves them to Makes the side. feel a little happy. They're like <laughs> little styrofoam floaties. They just float under the kayak and come back yeah. out the other side. But Jared Dad gets very mad whenever... And it's just like one group of people. Oh, there's like one dude. He, there's some guy who like kayaks around. No, he doesn't. Oh, there's that guy. Yeah. He He's swimming. So here's the visual picture. He's swimming and he's got his kayak. He's got a rope on his foot and he's got his kayak tied to the rope. So yeah. he's dragging his kayak and the kayak has a small diver down flag. And he's just like, and he, I think he's got flippers on. And he like dives down and he's poking at stuff. I know he's trying to get lobsters. He is. Or sponges or whatever. I think lobsters. From our backyard. But he's, you know, like 10 feet from our property. He does get very close to the house. Poking around. The guys at the lobster pots are farther out. Yeah, they have a boat. He, this guy yeah. is just like dragging his kayak he's so he can boat. <laughs> put the lobsters in there that he's harvesting. Well, but anyway, Swizzle barks at all of them and it heightens my anxiety. Anyway, they've got to be done in five days. So by the next time we do a podcast, lobster season will be over. Be We're going to be free and clear until mini season in July, which is a, a sort of four-day frenzy of lobster harvesting where people come down. They usually harpoon each other and stuff. It's it's kind of it's he frenzy just made that right. up. That a hundred percent does not happen. <laughs> frenzy is right. You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to harpoon lobsters. You got to just hand, hand yeah. grab them. Um, it's a big kind of money raiser for the keys where ever it's just packed like i think tens of thousands if not a hundred thousand people come down to the keys you get a you can catch 11 lobsters a day so everybody per, gets per an, person per so person people bring like infants and and their children and everybody friends. gets a permit yeah you have to get a permit that's how they make the money yeah. i mean the county makes the money by selling the permits uh and they go out and they check it all the time and it's just crazy it's like so it's a Thursday through a Saturday, mm -hmm. I think is mini season. And so at 12.01 a.m. on that Thursday, it was crazy. I was down here last year, 12.01 a.m. There's boats everywhere, like out getting lobsters. It is just a lobster party. Yeah, I don't think I could be here. We have to like, I have to go on a vacation or something. I'll have to like a mental health one. If there's a bunch of boats out here, bah. And I mean, the thing is, it's like late in July, right? Or like mid-July, but then regular lobster season starts August 6th, so like three <laughs> weeks not, later. It's so it's like, big a deal. you get three days to catch lobsters. Everybody's like, yes, vacation to the Keys. And it's like, guys, you could just wait three weeks and then get them in August. I don't know. But anyway, it ends, regular lobster season ends March 31st and then you're good till July. And full disclosure, look, I have no leg to stand on. I do eat lobster 
I you eat lobster come, every time we go come out. Come from somewhere. It comes from these stupid buoys that have lots of traps <laughs> attached, and I feel bad for the little lobsters. But then it's kind of tasty sometimes too. So and you know, I don't. You would have a much easier time damning these people, but you're nice, and you you don't feel like that. I mean, they're following the rules. You got better things to get. I got upset so many about. other things to get upset about. Yeah, I, I have a maybe bigger capacity. I can be upset about many more things. You know, I think you cope with things by getting angry, and I don't. I cope with things by doing projects, which is I mean, why we have all this stuff going on. It's true, but didn't someone say once, or you explained to me that the only like way many men can translate strong feelings is into anger? Like that's the one emotion that they can identify? There is a a, a kind of like man of two emotions, like neutral and angry. But, yeah. it, but it's like if it's a strong if emotion, I'm, I'm going to call it anger because that's yeah. what it is safe and familiar. So maybe I have other feelings about all this get out of my backyard thing, but it's a <laughs> shortcut. Like, I mean, dear this dad, is not a good example. This doesn't ruin my life. <laughs> I think I was talking to somebody about like emotions once and I believe you said, is hungry an emotion? <laughs> right? I don't have a good vocabulary when it comes to <laughs> emotions and self-knowledge. Yes, I'm hungry or is tired an emotion? Because I'm tired a lot. Is that an emotion? Because angry, I'm real good about. Frustrated, anxious. And then there was like a long time of nothing. Tired. And then I was like tired. <laughs> you know, hungry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so it, angry is a proxy for many things for those who don't have a good vocabulary of and self-knowledge. <laughs> there is a thing, if any of you want to improve your vocabulary, called the emotion wheel, which sounds kind of cheesy, but it's like a little round nested selector wheel. Uh, and it's great. So you go, it's got like positive and negative. And if it's like negative, there's like angry or frustrated or whatever. And then they're like Good broken down into subparts. Give me some ones that I don't know. <laughs> I happen to have it bookmarked because I find it a very useful little Send tool it to me. sometimes. So there's like, there's... The inside circle has six categories. Happy, sad, disgust, anger, fear, and surprise. Disgust. Disgust. And so if you say, I think, so I go, how do you feel about this thing? And you go, I feel disgust. That one fits best. Then that on the next level gets broken down to disapproval, disappointed, awful, or avoidance. Mm. And then, so say you pick like disappointed. That then gets broken down into repugnant, or revolted. This is making me tired to think. About this. <laughs> <laughs> tired is. I'm not proud of this. I'm just saying, like, I'm having this thought of having to categorize myself. Wow, that's hard. So here, anger is a bigger one. So if you picked anger, there are the next second level of subcategories are hurt, threatened, hateful, mad, aggressive, frustrated, distant, or critical. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because hurt is different than hateful. Is different than. This is why yeah. I like this thing. Like when I first talked yeah. to a therapist and she was like, oh, you know, look at this thing. I'm like, man, this is cheesy. Like I don't yeah. need this kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, like this is actually really useful because it's like, oh, I'm kind of angry about this. And then, oh, I'm like, I think I'm frustrated. Oh, but those words under like frustrated, the sub words are infuriated or irritated. I'm like, that's not actually what it is. What I really feel is like judgmental and that's part of like disapproval, which is part of disgust. And it's like just really interesting to like see how it all, hmm. to, or to break it down from there. Yeah, send that to me because it's yeah. not unuseful. So there you go. That's called the 
wheel of emotion or emotion wheel. You can just Google it. There's like do a Google image, go, do a Google image search and it'll come up. That's good. That's better than my Venn diagram of emotions, which is anger. Not anger. <laughs> anger. So let's talk about the lobster guys. They make you feel angry. Do they make you feel hurt, threatened, hateful, mad, aggressive, frustrated, distant, or critical? A little threatened because they're in my backyard. Do you feel jealous or insecure? I feel possessive about my lobsters. I, I think that's insecure. I want to protect the wildlife. I feel got, got protective. Yeah, I don't know if protective is an emotion. I don't know. You tell me. How about provoked? A little provoked. They're a little in my face. They're in oh, my space. Oh, here. What about this? Powerless, vulnerable, victimized? No. Uh, I don't feel like they're threatening me. I guess it's they don't. I don't feel like that they're going to hurt me or anything. I just feel like it's a boundary violation. That's what it is. I think. Yeah. See, look all those words that it's you just like used. Kind of like road rage, but for my backyard, the ocean. Yeah. Provoked. Hostile? Do you feel hostile? Do I feel? I feel hostile about a lot of things. <laughs> that's not enough. That's a subtype of aggressive, which is a subtype of anger. See, I, I am, I'm a lay person in this. To me, all those things sound kind of the same. Yeah, well, you know, you got to think, of, think about the Frustrated, angry, hostile, dickish. <laughs> irritated and oh here we go violated a little violated that's violated is a sub part of hateful I anger have, hateful violated I have my space and they're violating it yeah which is i mean it's not my space and it's an unrealistic you hate them impression they the violate world. your space I, I feel i feel angry <laughs> yeah back. no that's part angry back up the ladder i'm angry. down to hateful down to violated yeah, look how useful that is violating my space all right well there you go everyone there's your weekly therapy from the golden ratio irrational do you have a german word of the week for us uh, i was gonna say anwesenheitspflicht anwesen with an a or a u a anwesenheitspflicht an anwesenheitspflicht mm-hmm don't know what that means mandatory attendance oh there's no way the duty to be present oh and it's like the opposite of work from home (laughs) just saying it'll show it's it's like boomer facetime you will be in the office and that is working yeah facetime expectation kind of unhazen flight unwesenheitspflicht and you can have it in like you can have it in university classes too right you you have attendance is mandatory mandatory attendance interesting yeah yeah all right, well, there you go. Golden Ratio Podcast. Got any final things you want to add to your dad? No, everyone should know not to bite anyone. That's great advice to end on. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Even then, consider if they know what they're doing at this point. For Pete's sake. Also, wash your hands and stay home. Bye. Bye. Bye.